guys, welcome to the Ben Methods podcast. Thank you from New Zealand. All you motherfuckers out here, 50 downloads in New Zealand. That's wild, isn't it? What do you think about that? Like, how do they even hear Somebody's about Somebody's hacking the system. Hacking it? What, do you think they're trying to get credit card information or what? Maybe we could hack our own system to get more views. Oh, damn. We could get sponsors with that. Yeah. Maybe, what if you just opened up YouTube and put it on repeat and, like, just had it running all day long? Get you mad hours. You got to buy those Chinese servers to do that. The Huawei's. <laughs> the Huawei's. <laughs> We could put a tweet out and try to get everybody on board, like a GoFundMe. But instead of a GoFundMe, it's go look at our YouTube page. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking about doing like a sponsored post on Instagram. I don't know if that actually works though. Like I was gonna pay like five bucks and see how how it worked out. Is that all it is? Five bucks? Well, there, if you want like to reach a thousand people, if you want to reach like thirty thousand people, it's like seven hundred or something. I don't know. Bent methods money. And yeah, this guy's Bud Light money. Next time we're gonna spend all the money. You're not gonna have any Bud Lights left to drink. Labats is that? Labat Lights. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> classic locker room beer right I, there. I thought it was Labat Blues. Yeah, I didn't even know what Labat Light is. It's everybody's going light these days. You just can't yeah, handle the hard the, brew anymore. Labat Heavy. <laughs> the bat heavy that would be a good bat and heavy isn't that like yeah. a baseball term yeah. uh, we're not a baseball podcast baseball. that was good to me well what what got you but what got you out of bed this morning let's start with something like that yeah what's uh what's what's got you going today oh what got me going today well um it was bike build day Get exciting my, time hey yeah get my new bikes um yeah building new bikes for myself and my little teammate who is nameless at the moment <laughs> um it's not me just in case you're wondering keenan's <laughs> <laughs> uh, phone is full already seriously what yeah what the f dude see i'm telling you i deleted all this stuff go get dom's phone we don't need it. We don't need that one. I think these ones are better anyway. As long as these two are running. It got a. It's less, you need the thumbnail. That's yeah, thumbnail. There you go. You're good. Good. Make sure. Just yeah. Just keep an eye on these yeah. two. Make sure they're going. I know mine's usually pretty good yeah. unless it dies. But Mine will like once in a while fall off, but. Okay. No. All right. Um. Yeah. Where were we? Uh, so what bikes. got you out of bed today, man? Bikes. Yeah. Exciting uh, day. New bikes. Um, building my bike and, uh, yeah, my teammates bike and getting ready to just head back South and get ready for another year of plugging away, plugging away. So, so like what keeps like, it seems like a lot of the time it's the same shit every year, right? You're going to California. What keeps it like fresh and exciting for you? I don't know. I think it's just like. Honestly, like if like for me, racing is and riding is like it's just so therapeutic. And when I don't have it, it almost like forces me to deal with a lot of uh, like internal demons and struggles and stuff. It's just I don't know why. And I, th I mean, I think that's like the case with a lot of people. But it's like I just get so anxious to get down training or being a routine or whatever and uh and it's like once i get back to it i just feel like so peaceful and uh and er everything just feels like it's makes sense and it's flowing and and the day-to-day -day life just has purpose mm -hmm. and uh and i guess like riding is a bit of an escape too but it's weird as well like it's like as much of it is an escape it's also like it just makes things feel like it's just clicking and things make sense and and it like clears your mind it's it like uh or like yeah like it's an escape but it like it uh i don't know i, I don't know like it, it brings clarity as well like it's as much as you like almost run from your problems it's also like helping you deal with them too well i think for me it's like 
I don't know. It's, you can, like, you can probably touch on this, but for me, it's like you're on a constant pursuit of self improvement, and it's like every time you're going to the track, you're always focused on the next goal or improving yourself in some way. Or if you're going to the gym, you're on the road bike, you're gonna be you're you're always trying to improve yourself. And I think, you know, when I'm not riding and I'm like, like what you're saying about being anxious and like all that, it almost kind of puts that into perspective when you're down there grinding all the time trying to improve yourself it almost feels like more you're working towards something right yeah and i think yeah no i like i totally agree with that and i think it's just when yeah when that's not there it uh it's just yeah it's weird it's like when it's something it's all you've ever known and growing up it uh like you you've done it since a young age and then that's the only way you know it's like when it's not there you almost feel lost and it's like i think a lot of people actually i think it's kind of a weird thing where um i think we struggle with like identity after after the fact like Mm -hmm. when when we don't have our sports whatever it may be and they leave us we struggle with like an identity crisis because yeah it's just not there anymore because that's all we've known since we're like 10 years old and uh and so like i think i definitely struggle with that when i'm not riding and and i don't have that routine or that pursuit or yeah like you say that self-improvement and and it uh yeah just like it makes things a challenge it almost like brings you back to square one trying to like figure out who you are without without that so i think that's like why i love it so much is because it gives me like a sense of control yeah and uh and obviously like not solely just for that because like if i didn't love it and enjoy it and if it didn't bring me happiness and i wouldn't do it but uh it's uh yeah like I don't know it's a really weird weird thing but and it's something you're comfortable with too so like when you go down south you you know what you got to do to get to make yourself better right you know you got to do the laps you got to do the sprints you got to work on your technique you got to work on sections like it's kind of a familiar thing you know exactly what you're going to do when you go down there kind of you have an idea right yeah no exactly and it's yeah that's the thing is it just like it gives you that sense of control because i think like us as people we want to feel like we're in control of every aspect of our life and when we don't it's it's like it's like what are we doing like i guess we're like migrators right like we're always like even over the course of evolution like back when we're hunter gatherers we're like trying to look for the next best thing and we're always like searching for it. it even though like we'd settle in one location it was like it it wasn't good enough it was like like we didn't have i guess that sense of control like maybe i'm interpreting that like totally whack but it's uh i think like that's just in our dna where we're like we're just always needing that like so in a day if you have a day where you don't accomplish a goal like where you see like today you built the bikes you see at the end of the day you built the bike it feels good you want to ride that thing you've seen it when you're practicing at the track down in california or wherever in town here you don't necessarily see that improvement or a finished result is that a hard day for you or is that a how how do you mentally get through a day where you maybe don't feel as good because you have no end result that's a good question that's tough Uh, yeah, I don't know. That is a good question. Cause like, I feel like, like you guys can answer that question too, but like, it's, I think, I think it's almost something where it's like, we've been, we've had our mentors, mentors growing up and they say like, you do this X, Y, and Z, you're going to get this result. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think for me, like there's I guess there's like mini goals every day where it's like, and you can set that goal in an instant where it's like, Oh, I'm going to catch that guy or, uh, 
or I'm going to wake up uh, at seven and I'm going to bang out an hour, hour and a half road bike ride, like, uh, like these little mini goals or whatever. Um, or I'm not going to eat a whole box of cookies tonight. Like (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. What's so what he's saying, but what you're asking basically is if you don't meet those goals, right. Or like, you can't physically see. Oh, that it's not like goal. it's not like you a, didn't pass that guy today because you were practicing a corner track by yourself. Right? Okay, so but basically, yeah, what you said is so you have many goals, right? And you yeah. check yeah. all those little boxes. That's good. But I also guessed like that's a good thing because like like there's the other side of it where like let's say you don't meet those many goals, and I know for myself like I'm kind of a a bundle of uh, just a like there's a mess inside of my head as far as just jumbled thoughts and and OCD and all that crap goes. And uh, I think like when I don't meet those little mini goals, it like, this is definitely a flaw of mine is like when that doesn't happen, it's like almost, I almost feel like I got to go back to the drawing board and, and, uh, and then it's like, I just got to scrap everything I, I was doing because it wasn't working because I didn't meet this, meet this goal or whatever. And, uh, and that's something like I've definitely been, uh, taking care of over the past couple of years or growing and reconstructing just cause like I knew it wasn't really helping me and, and, uh, stressing myself out over, over not achieving many goals was just yeah not working at all but uh yeah i don't know what's like what's that for you yeah i guess for me it's like i guess just going through kind of how i've gone about racing for the past since 2014 i've been working full time so there's a lot of the time where you get halfway through your goal and you realize you bit off more than you can chew so it's not really beneficial to try and pursue that more when you're you know when you're tired or you're beat down and it's just not happening for you so i've become pretty good at you know just kind of like i can shut it down for the day and just reassess and i'm i'll make sure i double down tomorrow you know it's kind of how do you hold yourself accountable to double down tomorrow i don't know it's just something that's built into me i guess it's like something my parents instilled in me like if i don't i'm gonna I'm, I can't live with myself. It's just, I have to, you know, I, I'm going to double, I'm going to do it tomorrow, no matter what. Yeah. I've, oh, I've been there too, where it's like, see, I I've, think that's what a lot of people miss though, is they go, okay, I, I had a cheat meal today or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And oh, tomorrow I'll make up for it. They never do. Yeah. Well, I, in that I perpetual loop. Good, good point. I do that though. Like I make sure, you know, if I'm going to go off the rails and eat a pizza tonight, I'm getting up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, and I'm if I even have to go to work, I'm gonna ride my my bike to work. I'm gonna get it done. I don't have time to do my cardio. Yeah, I'm gonna ride my bike to to work and home from work, right? So you just gotta. I don't know. It's just something. I don't know. It's built into me. I don't know if I if I don't get it done, I can't go to the races and feel like I've done the work, right? Like it's just the way. I guess I was raised, or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely. I was like that a lot and i know like some people close to me can definitely attest to that but where like same thing like if i didn't do something or like if i had a scheduled routine and um like if i needed to do four workouts in a day or uh in a, in week, a week yeah and and i had the to do them on that that exact day so it'd be like monday tuesday thursday friday and whatever and three days of cardio four days of cardio and if i didn't do it i would like like just beat myself up to the point where like i don't know like it's just i know what you're saying though like you yeah you, you if you have something in writing you're gonna beat yourself down until the point where you kind of crush yourself in a way but if you kind of listen to yourself and you say, Oh, I can move this around here and do this here and there. That's going to, it could work out better for you. Cause you're actually doing, and you're going to enjoy it more too. Yeah. I've well, I in- think like, like in my experience with it, I think the biggest thing was like, I was beating myself up because I, uh, 
I didn't trust myself as an athlete. Like it was like, I just didn't trust my abilities. So I thought if I wasn't putting in the work or like, let's say even if I, if I did three out of the four workouts in a week, I'm still getting a good weekend. Yeah. But it's like, since I missed that one workout, it's like, Eats I thought it was all going to shit. And so it was like, I wasn't trusting. I, like I couldn't trust my abilities. Like I thought if I didn't, complete every single task that i just wasn't going to be able to achieve what i wanted to achieve and whereas now it's like and to me that just like i see that as a confidence thing and whereas now like like i believe in my abilities i know what i'm capable of and i even have like a little quote i tell myself like and it's if the results aren't there then it's just a problem to be solved yeah that's a that's good that's a good way to look at it because like whereas before it was just like if the results aren't there then what are I'm you just, doing wrong you're fucking everything up or no it's just like i'm not capable of it oh i see what you're like, saying and uh or yeah it's like if the results aren't there i'm just like i'm not doing enough work and you got to redraw everything you got to yeah. go back to the drawing board so like now i guess just maturing as a racer like i like I believe what I can do and I know that I'm capable of it. It's just now it's like, it's just, it's, it's like a math equation and you got to solve it. Yeah. Like if, if there's a variable in there, that's not quite there, just got to figure it out. And, and if like, and same thing, like on a weekend, if the result doesn't happen, I I'll make, I'll account it to something like it's like, like at future West, um, like I didn't get the result I wanted, got a sec, got second, not first. Um, but I, I held every aspect of the equation accountable. Like, yeah. Look like, at the full picture. Like I, I, uh, I looked at the other racers. I looked at my bike. I looked at the people I was surrounded with. And then also looked at myself, like what was, like, what was I doing wrong? Like I obviously at first in the heat of the moment and things like that, I could point the finger at everything else, but at the same time, I still, I still had to help, like hold myself accountable to be like, cause you can't, you can't just look at like one piece of the equation. Like, I feel like you got to look at all of it. Like, yeah. It's you got to get some whole perspective on the whole thing. You can't just yeah. pick and choose the parts you want to pull out of it. Right. You have yeah. to look at the whole thing and say, okay, what could I have done differently? What could, you know, that's how you're going to improve and learn from these experiences. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like it's no different than having an argument with somebody. Like you have your point of view, they have theirs. You have and, to then consider theirs though. Yeah. Right? Like you can fight and fight and fight, but, like it's not you're not gonna make any progression or any steps forward to some sort of resolve without seeing their side of the story yeah right? other yeah otherwise you're just sticking your head in the sand and yelling right yeah because like after that after like like after that racing like i blamed a lot of things but at the same time i also looked at myself and i was like like what could I have done differently too? And uh, that was a big thing for me because usually like, like I, I do that, but not maybe as well as I probably should. Mm -hmm. I think that's every racer, honestly, any yeah. racer. But I was like, afterwards I was like, I, I think I could have done, like I could have just like stuck to my guns, believed in, cause I had some people like in my ear telling me I was, taking bad lines and stuff all day and but i believed i was taking these lines for a reason mm -hmm. because i was like a little um a little beat up and not as fast as everybody else so i was taking lines that are a little more defensive and and riding a wider track but obviously guys were catching me but i believed that they weren't going to pass me yeah and then when it came down to it i started listening to everybody else and i started getting passed by everybody so so just like but I guess that's, but, uh, that's kind of sounds like me blaming other people, but that's me also just not like kind of going with your gut and knowing yeah, what just you, like, going with what you know. Yeah. Like just 
like that's yeah just analyzing every every little aspect but yeah i, know. I know what you're saying um what was the original question it was what was the question you asked because i wanted to ask question you it i too. asked yeah. uh i think it was about uh if i remember correctly how not having a visible Mid- tangible oh, yeah. and then i, goal I, I had another i added another question in there i can't remember what it was but i wanted to ask you that chris because like after being a racer yourself and now and i kind of brought up the identity thing uh like now you uh manage your dad's auto body shop yeah so like obviously like you that's like you had a big passion for racing as a kid so obviously like uh you went through that transition long before we did but like how's that for you now well yeah i guess you know all of us as kids racing and stuff we always wanted to be a pro and you know make money doing it or whatever live the glamorous lifestyle but i guess i had to accept the fact earlier than most that that's not going to be a reality you got to either twist the throttle harder or go find something else to do (laughs) Um, so the passion for racing was, was always still there still, even to this day is, even though I, you know, I have a hard time getting out riding sometimes and that's because of the new career and everything, or I just blame that. Right. (laughs) Um, and, and that's kind of the struggle with the new career, even though I'm four or five, well, I guess even longer than that into it is, you know, is that my identity? Do I feel good about that? It's it's so different from racing, but I guess there's still days where you feel competitive. You want to be better than the other shop. You want to, you know, fix more cars than them or faster, or, you know, better Google review, whatever it is. You like, you got, let's like you said, those small goals, you try to find something tangible in it, but being the general manager of it, you don't have this end result every day. Like you're watching other people finish a car, finish this stack of paperwork or whatever it is. And I mean, I have a fair share of that myself, but I don't necessarily see so much result in a day because, you know, it's a lot of just dealing with people, you know, whether it's employees or customers or this and that. So to find an identity or some motivation inside of that has been a very difficult struggle. And at times it makes me want to give up because I don't see any point to doing this, I say, right? Other than a paycheck. Other than, a, well, yeah, I mean, f- yeah. financial means, but, yeah. you know, yeah, I go home at the end of the day. I did nothing today. Like, go look in the shop and see what I did, right? You did nothing physical. There was nothing, right? but the amount of people I affected in that day to do something. A lot of people, right? Right. That's where I got to sit back yeah. and reevaluate how how the day actually went. And, and like you said, could I have done something different to feel differently right now? Yeah. Or did I achieve what I set out to do? when I got up this morning. Yeah. And cha- channeling like, so basically you're just channeling that. Looking, was at, hard- the, looking at the big picture. Well, like, uh, like channeling what was hardwired into you as a young racer. And like, cause like, that's what I was saying is like, we don't know anything different as we're growing up because that's just like what taught us work ethic and maturity and whatever. And, but, yeah it's like when you lose that that identity it's trying to find it or trying to channel it in other areas Mm -hmm. well and i think you know like you said growing up racing has given us this identity of okay results driven and everything like that goal oriented and goal oriented you got to go to the race on the weekend and there's there's only one position i am a a racer yeah that's that i mean like that's where i'm at is like i am a dirt bike racer i mean I mean, I've tried a few different identities and didn't really like well, those. <laughs> like you say, you, you like skiing and everything. That's your hobby. Like you live that life and, you know, you want to live that lifestyle. You see, I don't know, Tanner Hall or whoever doing, I don't know, backcountry. But can you actually see yourself changing identities from a racer to a skier? Yeah, bum. <laughs> but it's funny, like even that, like, uh, yeah, like I – it's funny that I just totally see that in myself when you're like talking about uh, trying to work through a work day and progress as a year or years go on with, with that career and, and, and whatever that may be. But like, 
I, uh, like going into my dad's company, like the trucking company and trying to apply myself there. It's like the same thing, like how I apply myself with, uh, with racing and, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, but it's, it's tough though. Cause it's different. It's like trying to bridge that gap is really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're saying too. Like that's kind of why I'm kind of where I'm at with my job because you, because as racers, we're, we are so goal oriented and, you know, driven for the next step or you want to improve this. I kind of feel like at my job, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm just like, what am I going to do next? And I don't really see go like, I don't see where I can work harder. Like I always like to know that I can, if I work harder, I'm going to get to, I can, I can get here. And I'm kind of at the spot in my job. This is why I put in my notice and I'm quitting my job. Um, you know, I'm gonna pursue something new where I gotta, I have that goal every day. You know, it's, I just kind of, I don't know. I kind of, you just, I don't know what kind of feeling it is. It just, you feel like you're in a rut. You're just stagnant. You're just kind of, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of like anything in life, right? Like if you just sit around on the couch all day, you're going to feel like a piece of shit. Ride the same track every day during yeah. the week sucks too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to, you need to like freshen things up. You need something to look towards. And you know, it, like you always feel better after you go do a workout, right? You always feel better. You go for a road ride, you go for a, you know, you always feel better. Yeah. It's a mini goal. Yeah. Mini goals. That's, there you go. You got mini mini goals every day. I don't, I'm kind of, I was at the point with my job. I don't really see the mini goals. I don't really see, I don't have any mini goals. So it's kind of why. So long time ago, you, like, I know you had a huge passion for what you are going into with this career and everything like that. And I know you saw mini goals every day. What do you think it was about that? I know you said you feel like you hit a glass ceiling per se. What kind of changed from being so driven to do this to not seeing any goals at all? Well, I guess it was always like, okay, when I was a welder, I always wanted to be a fitter. And I, no, not even that. I wanted to be the, I was a welder. I started out a shitty, I was terrible welder. I started off, I wanted to be the best welder. And then next step, you know, you go, I want it to be a fitter. And then all of a sudden I'm a fitter. I want to be the best fitter. Then I became the best fitter. Then I want to be lead hand. Became lead hand. What next? I don't know. Like, what What do you do next, right? Um, the only other spot up from that is foreman, or I go into some kind of drafting or estimating. That's not really something I'm interested in. So I guess it just kind of got to a point where you know, I guess you just don't see it. You just don't know what to do next. So you either keep going in that in that path or you shake it up entirely. So kind of what I'm going to do is just I'm going to start from scratch. And it's not like I'm starting from scratch in the sense that I don't have a backup plan because I still have a welding. I have two, I'll have two journeyman tickets. Yeah, that'll always be I can there. always fall back on that if it doesn't work out, whatever path I choose to go on, right? So, that, yeah, that's the great thing too, right? Like is like you at least now you when you look at it that way you know you're gonna be okay and yeah like i think there's that whole whole thing where it's a very old school mentality where you got to go to school to figure out what you want to do yeah but and it, we see it with our parents they they're for the most part they all pers- they've been pursuing what they pursued since their early 20s Right. Like my dad's been a truck driver since he was 18. And, uh, but at the same time, he also loves it. But I think we're also seeing a bit of a shift where like, what's that? Uh, there's that stat saying that it's like most people go through seven careers in their life yeah. lifetime. Yeah. And it's, uh, I've, I've heard recently, I could be wrong on this side. It's actually like triple that in this new generation i heard oh, really? yeah i heard yeah. uh one career lasts about four years yeah. or something on, like that on the Some, long scale yeah that's crazy yeah and yeah i don't know like yeah maybe it's just the social mentality is changing like people have bigger eyes for bigger things or 
I don't know because it's not I, I feel like it's not all about the American dream anymore I feel yeah. like that's kind of dying like the white picket fence and the big house and all that but yeah I don't know it's uh yeah and I feel like you know it's always easy to look back and say oh I, I should have just done this out of high school or whatever I should have just done what I wanted to do but it's hard to say that because you know, I wouldn't know what I know without the experiences that I've had, right? Going through, you know, working at the shop for so long and, you know, you wouldn't, and I wouldn't have had those same experiences to lead me to do what I want to do now. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, it's, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard to say you could have just, oh, you should, I wish I would have just done this out of high school, but I've had so many experiences where, you know, I feel like taught me a lot and, and I'm glad for those experiences too, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the new plan uh so i'm gonna well hold on before you answer that um because i was gonna ask you because i feel like a lot of people struggle to quit or move on from where they're at because they don't have something immediately lined up to follow up with it right. and you could be talking either money wise or i just need something to do i can't sit on the couch yeah. at home and wait for some opportunity to come up so Number one, did you have something lined up for yourself? And are you either were were you worried about it, or was it just to a point where you just enough? I'm terrified. <laughs> it's terrifying. Honestly, it's the scariest thing I've ever done. It took honestly. I've been thinking about this for well over a year doing this, and you know, I want to. I want to be. I want to be a train. I don't know if I want to be a personal trainer. I want to do something in the health and fitness community, right? But. You know, it's so easy to get in that mental trap of just saying, oh, I can't, I can't do it. It's not going to work out or it's going to be too hard. And, you know, it's just like it's it takes a lot of courage and it takes getting to a point like of where you just had enough of doing the same thing. And you just want to you just want you just want something else. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what got me to the point, but, you know, I'm going to chase the dream this summer. I'm going to go race the whole series. I'm going to you know, I'm not going to work. I'm still doing, uh, you know, my little training groups I got going, which has been awesome. That's kind of what helped me kind of get my foot in the door with it. And then I really showed me that I really enjoy doing it. And it's something I really have a passion for. So, you know, it's just, I'm just going to go for it. You know, it's, it's not like I'm throwing everything out the window. I still have a journeyman tickets and I can still go back to that if all else falls through and I shit my, shit my pants on it. Right. I don't know yeah i think it like i mean i think it's just so scary when like we think of the worst that can happen but like we step away from all these things that give us security and then we're and then we think it's like we're gonna be on the street if we don't yeah. figure it out but yeah. i mean at the end of the day like we got like i kind of i went through the same thing like i was in uh business with my dad and stuff and whatever and and i stepped away from it and stepped away from it on like pretty sour terms just because it wasn't really working out but but i stepped away from the same thing to pursue racing full time and uh <laughs> but uh yeah like at the time like it just seemed really scary where like there's not a, a lot of money to be made racing and 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 trying to support myself and stuff like i just like i don't know how i'm gonna do it but but at the time i started thinking about it i was like because like that was a fear of mine i was like Fuck, like what if i end up on the street or something no i'm not gonna end up on the street but like what if it just like totally fails and i can't do it and, and i thought about it and i was like I got a lot of great people around me and I know I'm going to be okay. Like yeah, I know like that's good. That's if it, good if know, right? everything like doesn't work out and I run myself in a total hole and have incur this crazy amount of debt and I'm just scratching my head wondering what I'm doing. I know I can count on two hands and two feet the amount of people I could call that would pick like like pick me up out of that hole you, you could live in the possum hole i could yeah i could <laughs> sleep on this table <laughs> but uh but like it's weird though because like i mean for me like i was so used to just relying on my parents uh income to 
whatever like with racing or just so used to that like growing up like having that parental support and then and then obviously like got some good opportunities with racing but it definitely was never near the amount of how much my parents could help me but it's like stepping away from that just i don't know it was like a big growing period for me but yeah it's funny i feel like we're giving like advice not really though when we're not we're not probably really. shouldn't be giving advice we're just sharing experiences <laughs> is all we're doing yeah that's yeah yeah i don't know this I can be like a psa statement is we we don't have any background no we're we're total idiots don't take yeah. anything this learn f- learn from us what not to do <laughs> okay um yeah but i know what you're saying like man it's it's terrifying to like i have a good job where I'm like, I can make a good living, not like amazing living, but I can make a decent living. And it's, you know, I'm not worried about getting laid off or I'm not worried about losing my job. And, you know, it's scary. It's really scary to, to finally be like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go pursue, pursue a dream or I'm going to go do what I want to do. But I think, you know, if you're just going to go through life and take the easy road, then you're not really getting as much meaning as you as you could be out of life and you're not growing as a person so it's kind of a like you can you see guys all the time like i know a lot of guys at work nothing against it but they're fine just working the same job for the rest of their life not moving up that's not that's not the way we're bred as racers and there's not, it's not the way that we're i guess wired as racers to to kind of go through life yeah sometimes i think like i don't know just like switch it up i don't know like who cares that's that's what me and chris were talking about before the podcast sometimes you gotta just shake the bucket just gotta shake the whole thing live dangerously live dangerously (laughs) (laughs) it's so like cliche but that's it's just so true too just like like what's who cares what's the point yeah stop taking life so seriously man just enjoy yourself yeah do what you want to do it's truly hard though it is it's easy to say but then i you know that thing you do and you do something the day after i quit my job i wake up every morning i'm like you get that pit in your stomach you're like oh i actually quit my job it wasn't a dream (laughs) 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 it's scary man not having that kind of security yeah yeah i don't know man do you think you'd be sitting here uh, quitting the job you have if you weren't a racer? Maybe. I mean, maybe just that racing mentality is what's always driving you to be the, like better yourself or seeking the next thing. I could see like there. It seems like everyone at work is just content being where they are. So I don't. I don't know. I'm, I guess us as athletes or racers, we're all just wired a little differently. And I, I guess I. I could, I, I could be okay with it, but I'm not. I mean, my dad wasn't okay with it. That's why he went from being a welder to oh, to buying the company. Like it's, at a certain point, he reached a point where he's like, you know, I just I want to take this to the next level. I guess it's just maybe some some way you were raised, or I don't know. Hmm. Do you f- like? Do you feel like you want to do this because? you don't want to leave it like untouched before you move on to the the next step in life i guess a little bit you know i I don't want to live with regret you know um i don't know if it's so much that or just some i'm just searching for what's next right like you i don't know if it's hold on i lost it repeat the question like like so you're like you're quitting could be temporary could be permanent whatever but you uh like do you feel like you're doing this like going to pursue racing full-time for the year see how it goes but is it driven because yeah like you don't want to regret not going for it or maybe like you felt like it was something that was unfinished for you from the past or yeah i feel like it is a bit of that it is definitely something it's like i've worked so hard for this for so many years and it feels like if i just move on at this point without giving it an honest effort with with you know going all in with 
you know, not just one foot in, one foot out, I'd be doing a disservice to myself. Uh, I feel like I've just worked too hard for it. And, uh, you know, not just that, but. Would the situation be different if you had kids? I was going to Would you that. still be working for a steady paycheck than risking it to do what you Well, that's part of it too, right? right like I, I, I feel like I'm going to do it. I got to do it now, right? I got to do it now before it's hard. It's only going to get harder to yeah. do it. Not even just the racing thing, but the career change. If I want to change yeah. my career, it's going to be a lot. Like I don't want to wait. And then the sooner you do it, like I, I've known I want to do this for a couple of years now. And I, the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. And, you know, I, yeah, especially when you have get to that point of having children. Yeah. Right. And then also it's another year or two you could have on building whatever you're going to do. You're going to be building on it. And the longer you wait, the harder it is. And then, yeah, you could have that's two more years you could have built on it if I wait two years to pursue a path. Right. Do you feel like, like I guess there's a lot of factors that kind of go with this but like do you feel like you maybe grew up too fast yeah i mean probably um, or, or you're just striving striving for yeah like, i guess it's almost because you're to... like you're like the only friend really that out of our group that has the house this guy has at, a house uh yeah i guess chris has a house Riley has sort a house. of well, but like you were like the first guy that had a house. Yeah. Right. I think like that you was... had, you're like the first guy that had a house, had a firm grip on what he was going to be doing with the rest of his life. Like you're kind of the, like kind of the flagship guy in our kind of group, our friend group that had a grasp on what he wanted, like what you wanted to do with, with your life and what, like, it almost seemed like you had an idea what the next step was. Yeah, I guess that's, I don't know, kind of the way I was raised too, yeah. um, you know, but. Like, I guess you you had concussions and stuff and, and it's like, and whatever, like you got to step away from racing a bit from that. Yeah. Like when you, when you have those injuries, but. I don't think that's so much it. Uh, but, but do you feel, yeah, like, do you feel like you may, like, like maybe you like strive for these things, but then you left too much on the table from racing? Uh, a little bit. I think that definitely plays a bit of a part, but I think a lot of it is just, you know, I was, it's easy to get into the trades. Like you go to, you go to welding school for, what is it? A total of nine months. You go three months, wait a year, three months, wait a year. I started this when I was in high school. So it's easy to get, you know, your journeyman ticket when you're pretty young. So I was making good money when I was like, I had my journeyman ticket when I was like 20. So I was making good money. And then, you know, I, I thought I was done racing because I had some injuries and uh, I guess, I don't know, I guess I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder when I was younger from, I always had people telling me that I was only where I was at because, you know, my dad had this and my dad had, my dad could pay for this. So I guess I kind of had a bit of a chip on my shoulder and I wanted to you know, prove to the world that I could do it on my own. So I think that's a big part of it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, I guess that's it. Special guest coming in. Special guest. We're back from the commercial break. We're gonna, we're gonna get Dom in here and have a a possum after dark. <laughs> Welcome. It's, it's janky setup night for sure. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Oh yeah, this is a great one. We uh, we're gonna get you in here, Dom, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a. First of all, Todd, what do you think of the wall? It's looking. It's looking good. A possum after dark. We could we could use some help. <laughs> um, I just saw the red green show again, and I think we have to paint Jared's van like the possum van <laughs> from the show. Is that what they call it, the possum van? I think they call it the possum. Oh, yeah. or it's remember. possum lodge, and then it's they possum, possum lodge, lodge, isn't it? Yeah, possum lodge, and then they have the possum van, and I think there's just a big like raccoon looking thing painted on the side of it. That's funny. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the mic. There we go. <laughs> What's shaking? Oh, welcome to our therapy session. What therapy. can you get off your chest? Off my chest. Um, today? Yeah. I don't know. Today's I think I saw a day. I so. think I saw Kirk at the grocery store the other day. Uh, Stumbling down the chip aisle. <laughs> 
Maybe. Uh, I think he just went back to, uh, he went down south again doing his snowbird thing. Yeah. Um, he just went to uh, San Diego Supercross with Jerry. Oh, really? Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't have too much to vent about today. I just got a new bike. Nice. Picked up Ooh. a new Honda. Honda. Yeah. Pretty stoked. 20 or 19? 19. Oh, yeah. From Rocky? Uh, from from pro-am okay they nice. uh yeah they're i walked in one day and i told them what was going on and they told me they could find me a 19 for a little less and then i walked in and talked to the manager and he said they're here to help me out with some sponsorship and nice. yeah it was like all of 15 minutes and uh he was ready to help me out so Sweet. when was, was the last cool. time you bought a brand new bike um the 2016 this has been a while two years back Mm -hmm. excited yeah yeah i'm pretty stoked i don't even know where i'm gonna put the bike right now (laughs) my other bike's in a shed right now so (laughs) you're gonna sell it or keep it uh i i so i'm in a little bit of a dilemma i don't have enough to have two brand new bikes and i have a green one and a red one now so uh like i gotta figure out if i can sell my one bike which selling anything right now is a pain in the ass so if i could sell my one bike and then uh i don't know find another used honda but uh maybe from like uh blaine asmussen maybe he's got one yeah yeah there's i just checked and there's a few good used bikes yeah just to have as a practice bike right but we'll see um yeah pretty excited about it thanks for tuning in to the ben methods podcast i'm keelan this is my co-host jared and this is some bum we that stumbled in here doesn't even have a microphone hooked up but uh yeah i don't know who this guy is he's looking pretty greasy though it'd be pretty funny (laughs) if we like edit it where he's like not in the <laughs> at all and he's in the intro and not in the he's just thing. he's in the intro and then in the outro that's <laughs> it <laughs> he's back uh you guys let us know if you want chris to be actually full-on in the podcast and we gotta hire a different record producer so because <laughs> chris is pretty damn good at the podcast yeah. he's good he should be in the podcast he's gonna be stealing my spot yeah get rid of this you guy <laughs> All right, it's been fun. Bye. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for this the support from New episode. Zealand. You're done. You're out. I'm rock producing. All right, we have now swapped out. We've made a change for the better. We're trying to switch things up. We got Chris Faye in the booth with Keelan as the rock producer. We should get uh, Chris just to do an intro. <laughs> just be like, hey, everybody, my name is Chris, and welcome to the Ben Memphis Podcast. That could be like the outro. Of this yeah, episode. there you go. Good Let's morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is the Ben Methods Podcast. Welcome to the Ben Methods Podcast with your host, Christopher Faye. I go by Topher these days. Topher Faye. <laughs> <laughs> That's his hip, hip name, hipster name. Oh, where's Yashik would be okay guest on some. He would be he'd be hard to understand. Yeah. You'd have to get uh, supposed to be out of the frame, isn't it? It's just supposed no. to be Chris. No, me and Chris are now hosting the Bat Methods podcast oh. with he's a yeah, now the director. We have a new record producer. Is it Keelan Meston? How how are we sounding over there, Keelan? Good. Good. Not too bad. Probably the best we've sounded all show. Yep. All I week. Agree. All month. All year. This is our first podcast of the year. Welcome to the first Bad Methods podcast of 2020. Is it? Oh, it is. It's yeah. not. Is it? It yeah. is, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Well, we released Todd's on the third or something. Oh, no, we did. No, we We're definitely did. Yeah, we did them in like. Yeah, we did, them, we did in them before. We no, it was in January. It was in January. Oh, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was in January. <laughs> oh, wow. 
I know who won. Oh, oh come on. Oh, yeah. Should we do our draw? Or what would oh, you? yeah. We got to pick a winner for the goggles. Chris, pick our winner. Oh, I didn't read the submissions. Arten? You're missing the head What do we got? It's, uh, it's fine. Who's it got matter. the Instagram up there? Let's, let's yeah, find us a winner. I'm the Raka, Raka Mamooser. Arten. Arten. Is that our guy? RT Artowski. Pull up uh, the YouTube. Pull up the YouTube. Are we going to pick him? They can't tell him that we're missing out. No, we should pick him. I think need, he's uh, the best. Can you pull it up? Go to the YouTube YouTube comment. I'm going. Okay. Artie. Artie Ostrowski, you are our winner. We will be in contact to get your mailing info. What was the comment? Yeah, read the comment. It was a good one. He has okay. three of them. Artie came out with some banger comments. He uh, he chose his top three lines, and uh, first one was Colton's reply: "You are not English. Where's your poutine?" Ah, that was a classic. Yeah, <laughs> go for some poutine that was right tonight. Off the bat, I go for some poutine. Yep. Okay. Uh, comment number two was right on sitting down while riding in Calgary. Maybe once or twice. Colton replies with once or twice a lap. Right responds, you know those bug zappers? You just got to put one down on my seat so that it zaps my right nut. Ah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good Dude, this guy's got uh, some bringing the heat. Artie, he's, he's Artie. some good. And uh, Artie's third pick was right on riding with Al. And that's Alan Brown. Uh, you're like, Fourth gear, wide open, and it's all rock, and then you just disappear, plug your butthole. <laughs> Dude, shout out to this guy because he got three quotes. Dude, I can't imagine going back through the whole podcast and reading, like, writing down three quotes. Shout out to this guy. He gets these goggles for sure, 100%. I tried listening to it, but I can't listen to this podcast. It's just it's shit. It's shit. It's terrible. It's mm. a fucking horrible shit right here. <laughs> but this guy, shout out, Artie Artowski is going to get these goggles. Big winner. Big winner. Big winner. Ow, ow, ow! All right.